The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, this is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Today's Blitz Rewind starts now. If your franchise quarterback who you just signed to an extension starts talking about wanting to be traded a year into that deal, really even before the money kicks in, yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, and it shows a bad disconnect in the organization. And if you don't think a guy can force his way out, Odell Beckham Jr., Antonio Brown, there's no shortage of guys who've done it. I don't think he would do that, but, I mean, somebody in that organization needs to stand up. Good for him. Did you see this Sean Payton story about how they were trying to get fans into the Superdome? It's what we would call outside-the-box thinking. I brought up the idea of testing 50,000 people and quarantining them in a hotel and having, like, the most safest Superdome known to man. I don't hate that idea. I don't either, man. Obviously, it's not going to work. You obviously can't do 50,000, but you could probably do 25 or 30. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz, hour number three. 713-780-ESPN is your number, 713-780-3776, or you can get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz, click like, send a message. Aaron will read it. Twitter, at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R, at AJ is the real, at Aaron is Blitz, at Degenerates975. You can text the show, you know the number for that. Miss the first two hours, some of what you missed. A lot of football in there. We're going to keep the football talk going. It's, uh, it's been a couple weeks since we talked to Taylor McCart, former Rice quarterback, college football analyst for ESPN. Follow him on Twitter at T. McCarg 16. Uh, been a while, young man. Not Nothing's happened in the last two weeks, obviously. It's not like Texas got a new coach or anything like that, or we have a championship game. So, uh, yeah, basically nothing's happened. <laughs> yeah, nothing new. Happy New Year to you guys. Same to you. Uh, let's let's talk about what we saw out of the Texas teams in the bowl games. What, what did you think of, uh, of Texas's performance against Colorado uh, in their bowl matchup? What stands out to me is, and they've really sort of fallen into this narrative of when the pressure's off, they play so well. And go back even into the regular season when they go up to Kansas State, the pressure's now off in the regular season. They're not going to make it to the Big 12 championship. And they go out and and beat the brakes off of Kansas State, where I think if that game happens and they were still in the running, Texas wins that by maybe a touchdown. And I think that that was the M.O. for for the whole time, really, under Tom Herman was – when they needed to play from the front, they struggled to do it. And in the bowl game, what, what stood out also to me was there is so much talent, and you kind of already knew that, right? But against Colorado, you saw it really come out, and there's so much youth, so much to be excited about under Sarkeesian. So I, I didn't ultimately shock me they let go of Herman, uh, but in that bowl game, I thought they looked fantastic. Well, what did you think of the, if you weren't shocked by them firing Tom Herman, were you shocked by them hiring Steve Sarkeesian? That was a name, I think, for, you know, for the first time, go back to a few years ago when they were pursuing Saban, I thought Texas did a, a wonderful job of keeping that under wraps because when they came out, when Del Conte came out and said, he's our guy, I think it, you look back on it now, I think it was done to ensure they get those early signing window recruits. I think the plan all along, if the, if you could get Del Conte to acknowledge it, 
the plan all along was to part ways with Herman, but they needed those kids to, to sign. I was surprised to see Sarkeesian only because I just, you just hadn't heard his name. And I was surprised, you know, that was one of the few jobs out there that you can imagine Sarkeesian leaving Alabama for, but that's also become what Alabama has been known for. They take these former head coaches, former, especially head coaches in the NFL or, you know, high level of college, they go to Saban's boot camp and then sort of resurrect their career. So I actually like the hire. I think Sarkeesian, when you go back to his time at Washington, really had it rolling and he got his personal problems. It looks like on the right track. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with him as that hire. Well, let's turn our attention to uh, the games that are uh, well, the ones that were just played and the one one ahead. Your thoughts on the on the two semifinals and, and looking ahead to the matchup with uh, Ohio State and, and Alabama. Yeah, nothing really jumped out in the Alabama Notre Dame game. I think Notre Dame again that four spot. It doesn't really matter who was going to end up there. I think that was going to be an underwhelming matchup. Alabama across the board looked dominant, and I would expect them to win next week as well. Ohio State, to me, what what jumped out is they just came out pissed off. I mean, they felt like the team it felt felt like a team that had been sort of poked and prodded by the other side. And I think Davo's rhetoric over the course of the year and over the course of you know down the stretch with ranking Ohio State eleven, I think some of that you know off the field stuff really did catch up to him. And Justin Fields, that was maybe the best game of his career: six touchdowns against that Clemson defense. I thought he played spectacular, and that on a, for, for Justin Fields specifically really helped out his draft position because the two games prior to that he was had struggled. So I think this game there are some matchups that I actually think Ohio State lines up favorably to Alabama, uh, and this is going to be a, I think a, a fantastic national championship. I know you were beating the drum for for A and M all year, uh, and but we talked about this. Uh, earlier too it didn't really matter who was in that four spot but kind of put an obit on a&m season from uh from your perspective considering that they they did beat north carolina they did beat north carolina and i think if you're a&m and you look at it from thirty thousand feet i think you got to be so thrilled with what jimbo has done in a, in a short stretch of time you got them to number five and I think one of you guys may have actually tweeted this, and I agree with this. I think the best-case scenario was that they didn't make it in and that they came out in a bowl game that wasn't in the college football playoff. They got to be pissed off about not being in the four spot. They win that bowl game. Now they can go into all these kids' living rooms that they're recruiting and say, we should have been a playoff team. We got hosed, but we're right there. And part of that I actually agree with. Jimbo has the building blocks in place right now especially up front on both sides of the ball, I think they've got a chance down the stretch to really compete in the SEC West. But it was, I think, played out perfectly for them because if they had ended up in that four spot, I think it would have been the exact same result that we saw out of Notre Dame and Alabama. Or maybe even worse because it was worse the first time they played. Yeah, Yeah. agreed. Uh, and yeah, it's a lot easier to to you know sell a recruit on hey we we won this this New Year's bowl game and we're we're a team on the rise rather than say yeah we made the playoffs how'd you do coach well we got our our guts pushed in uh, so I I do think there's some advantages to to the way A and M ended up and and listen A and M didn't look great in that game against North Carolina it ends up being a, a two score win uh, the game was tied with like three minutes left and North Carolina was without basically their two best players, their, their two running backs that are you know going to be 
NFL draft picks. But the, they finish the game, they win it. I, I think it's it's a lot better from a, an optic standpoint than getting your ass kicked in the playoff would have been for for A and M. So I, I or I, that that's just my take on it. Yeah, and I, and I'm in total agreement with you that A and M did not have the firepower to keep up with that Alabama team, and it wasn't going to happen this year. Unfortunately, is is one of the more top heavy years in college football that I can remember. I think the top two or three really all year we would have said the top two teams, but now with the way Ohio State played, it's really just the top three teams. And then there is such a drop-off after that in, in quality teams. So for A&M, I think they really, you know, they can you know, tweet whatever they want and, and beat their drum about we should have been in. But I really do think that was the best-case scenario, and you got to be happy. I mean, look at where A&M is at right now compared since they've left and gone to the SEC compared to where Texas is over that stretch. I think you got to be happy with the progress if you're an Aggie. Well, let me ask you the same question then about Cincinnati. And Cincinnati in the first half looked like, you know, Georgia looked like they didn't care uh, in the first half. And then Georgia said, okay, we're, we're going to get in this thing. And Georgia ends up winning that game. It's a, cl- it's a close game. Do you think Cincinnati saying, well, we, we hung with an SEC team and really with, with an, a, a top-level SEC team in Georgia, a program that's always there, we hung with them in a New Year's Six bowl game. Is that better than had they gone to the playoff and got beat by five touchdowns? I think the, for, for Cincinnati, it would have been so historic. And I, I, I think it, the biggest thing it would have done was it would have given hope to the group of five. What this year did is it has completely squashed hope for the group of five that you'll ever have a team get in. All, all this did this year was give Cincinnati a chance to have a chance next year. There was no way they were going to get in this season. The, the rankings proved that as the course of the season went on. So now you feel like if you're a group of five team, this is, in their minds, flawed system. We have no shot of getting in. If Cincinnati had gotten in, even if they got beat by five touchdowns, you would have felt like, well, maybe we have a chance down the line. At least we know there's there's the possibility. Right now, and not even for the group of five. I mean, there's there are so many teams that are looking at this current playoff that we have right now thinking it doesn't matter what our year looks like. There, there's no chance we're ever going to make it into that playoff. Well, and of all the talk for expansion, we'd still be arguing over Cincinnati not getting the eight spot if we had eight teams. Yeah, we would. And, and that my I would love to see eight teams, the five Power Five conferences, and three at-large, with one of those at-large being the top group of five team. This year, unfortunately, we probably would have arrived at the same destination anyway because, like we talked about, it's such a top-heavy year. But the thing that I think is being left out is you're sort of – you're <laughs> it's sort of a destination that you're already – you're going to get there either way right now with the way that recruiting is falling. There, there are so few teams that really have a chance at making the playoff that the rich are getting richer with these players. I think what expansion does is it gives more teams the, the ammunition to go into kids' homes and say, we have a chance at making the playoff. For the longest time, we didn't. But your West Coast kids that are leaving to go play in the SEC, you can say, no, we have a Pac-12 bid. Every year, the Pac-12 has a chance to play for the college for the, the national championship. I think that's what's missing right now is – there's only about eight schools that can realistically really go into kids' houses and say, well, you can play for a national championship if you come here. Most schools can't honestly say that. 
Well, even even Oklahoma and Notre Dame can't really say that. I mean, they say, yeah. well, we can get you in the playoffs. Really, the Big Ten and the <laughs> SEC can say that. Everybody else is kind of, well, they're fighting for scraps. Yeah, and, and with Clemson being the outlier, and Notre Dame gets their shot more than they deserve because it's Notre Dame. they got the golden helmets. They've got a, a massive following and a ton of money. If Notre Dame had any other helmet, there's a couple of these major games that they wouldn't have been in. And, and that's life, and it's unfortunate. I, this year especially, I, even though, like we talked about with A&M, it benefited them to not get in, I didn't think this Notre Dame team was deserving at all to get in. If you watch the course of their season and watch how they played against a healthy Trevor Lawrence-led Clemson, but going back to the expanding it to eight teams, I think that's where you're going to see some a quality spread of recruits. Because right now you have none of that. Go look at every year's recruiting rankings. It's the same handful of schools that are getting the five stars and the really good four stars because they know these are the only schools that I'm going to have a chance to play for a national championship. And the Pac-12 needs it badly because they've really fallen off. You've got several schools in the Pac-12 that are perennial powerhouse programs. They're almost an afterthought now. And like you said, it, it really is a, a two-horse show in terms of power conferences, the Big Ten and the SEC, with the SEC obviously being ahead. Well, I think it, it was basically written in black and white this year when the, when the last polls were coming out, and Ohio State and USC were both unbeaten at 5-0, at and o. And Ohio State was number three, and Ohio and USC was like number seventeen. I, I, that that's pretty telling. And that's the that is the state of the Pac-12. That there's very little respect given, and we've seen a, a part of that has been their performance in non-conference games. They go play in the big week one or week two. Traditionally, they've lost those. They haven't performed well on the biggest stages in bowl games as of late, and. As, as time goes on, like you said, you see the rankings come out at the beginning of the year and where normally, take it back 10 years ago, USC or Oregon was going to be a top five preseason ranking, one of them almost always. Now they're struggling to crack the top 10 by year's end. Well, Taylor, I'm sorry. Oh, Taylor, curious, curious your thoughts. Like, what, what, do you, what do you see this national championship game looking like? What's the, what kind of game do you expect and, and what, what, uh, what's your prediction? I think Alabama wins this game. I think Alabama, top to bottom, has been the best team throughout the course of the year. And I think Ohio State presents some challenges for them because Ohio State can score. That's been, if this game is going to be close, it's going to be a shootout. The problem when you go back to Notre Dame, they couldn't score. And if you can't score on this Alabama defense, you know, think back to what Ole Miss scored on Alabama earlier in the year. I know that's a prolific offense, but you have to be able to score at a pretty rapid clip I think this game is close. I do think this ends up being a shootout, but Alabama's offense, this is one of the, the, the best offenses, I would say in a long time, really LSU's offense last year is, is the comp for me, but this is a, a high-powered offense that on the other side you've got to be able to keep up and take care of the football. Fields cannot have a Big Ten championship in terms of turnovers. He cannot have that type of performance, but ultimately I, think, I, I do think Alabama wins the game. All right, that's Taylor McCarg, college football analyst for ESPN, and follow him on Twitter at tmccarg16. And uh, Taylor, it's certainly been an interesting season, uh, <laughs> uh, but it's been great talking with you and, and, and going over everything. And uh, uh, hopefully, there'll be some stuff happening. We can have you on again. But uh, uh, it's it's been a lot of fun, my man. 
Yeah, I know. I appreciate it. And I was thinking about that the other day that all the way back in August, we were all saying there's no way any of this happens. So kudos to everybody involved to, to getting this season off. And it's been a lot of fun joining you guys. And, and uh, hopefully we get one last good game. Hopefully this national championship's competitive. Yeah, that would be nice. All right, uh, Taylor, appreciate the time as always. And we will uh, talk to you again soon, my friend. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Taylor McCarg. We're going to take a quick break. Please don't go anywhere. It is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5-92.5. This is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. Semi-breaking news from Ian Rappaport. I don't know if it's news, breaking rumors. Uh, Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson is extremely unhappy with the organization after owner Cal McNair informed him he would be involved in the GM and coach hiring process and provide feedback, but then did neither in the hire of GM Nick Casario. And then he also tweeted out, Deshaun Watson has not spoken to Texans brass in the last few days, though they have tried to call him. I'm sure he's only doing that because he's really happy, right? He's got to be thrilled. <laughs> yeah, he's just having a rager. Yeah, he's Multiple just... Day, like, his phone is plugged into the speaker system. That's where they're getting the music for the party. <laughs> okay, and again, this goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning of the show. Why do we think anything's going to be different? How dumb are you to tell your franchise quarterback, yeah, we want your input, we want your feedback, and then you just go and do it without telling him? I mean, that that's just dumb. I, I, Cal, really? Boy, and this entire thread on Rappaport's uh, tweet is Deshaun Watson in different uniforms, photoshopped into of different course, uniforms. Of course. Yeah. Well, and, and that... That's I, well, and I'll tell you, it, I mean... He oddly, just tweeted two more times. Oddly enough, there's not like any Kansas City Chiefs uniforms or <laughs> Buffalo Bills uniforms. It's Chicago Bears, Denver Broncos, Pittsburgh Steelers, New York Jets, Washington football team. Saw a Panthers one. San Francisco 49ers, Carolina Panthers, uh, New York Giants. Um, Interesting. Yeah, there, there's Oh, the New England Patriots. I see one there. So... Yeah, there's a few floating around, uh, so there's some options for, for Deshaun. He, it looks like there's a lot of fan bases that would welcome him. Yeah. Rappaport just tweeted out again, it has nothing to do with the actual hiring of Casario. It has to do with the process that they told him. Ooh, a Falcon. There you go. Ooh. Yeah, somebody texted in what I thought was an intriguing one. Deshaun to the Falcons, Matt Ryan to the Patriots, and then a bunch of picks from those two teams to the Texans. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I I don't know how many picks it would take to make that happen. That's pretty wild. But here's one of him in the Rams uniform. I guess, I mean, Jared Goff's thumb must be worse than we thought. <laughs> Which is what funny because SportsCenter just showed graphics right before they started this award thing that 
Goff is throwing in practice again. What were the odds, Fred? You said earlier his next team. What what were the Oh, uh yeah, it's funny this happened while we were on break. Sportsbetting.com put out odds for Deshaun Watson's next team. Okay. The two to one favorite, the New England Patriots. Oh God. Imagine that, like all these former Patriots people come and take over this organization and that Deshaun's like, No, I'm I'm leaving for the real thing, baby. Indianapolis Colts three to one. I, I would say there's not a chance in hell the Texans would trade. I don't him to think the Colts. so either. In the, I don't think they trade him to the Patriots. Um, Chicago Bears four to one. Okay. Denver Broncos five to one. Washington Football Team five to one. I've seen all these jerseys. Uh, well, and I'll tell you what. Except that, the Colts, I didn't see a Colts jersey. Yeah, well, that's because that that's dumb. That should even be on here, but I didn't do it. New Orleans Saints ten to one. Okay. Detroit Lions ten to one. Ooh boy. I, I can't see Deshaun saying, yeah, I'll take a trade yeah, to give Detroit. Me give me that gig. <laughs> uh, Philadelphia Eagles, 15-1. to 1. San Francisco 49ers, 20-1. to 1. Uh, Jets, 20-1. to 1. Steelers, 25-1. to 1. Falcons and Giants, 30-1. to 1. All right. So, uh, what, what was that, Aaron, about Schefter? Schefter just tweeted out an article about all this going a little bit more in depth. Yeah, there's an article on ESPN.com right now. Apparently, everybody that he said, I would like you to look at these guys as a new GM, they didn't even talk to. And this is is not surprising. Yeah, he offered his input on potential general manager candidates. The Texans neither considered nor consulted with those endorsed by their franchise quarterback. They did not inform Watson they intended to hire Casario. He found out about it on social media. Ooh. That contributed to him taking to Twitter that night to post some things never change. So there's nice. the answer there. Nice. Yeah. I wasn't about Kenosha. Yep. Nope. Stop trying to defend him with that. Um, sources tell ESPN Watson's feelings were not directed toward Casario, but instead were indicative of the way business was being conducted by the Texans again. Last offseason, Houston didn't let Watson know that star wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins would be traded which led to some disappointment. That's a really nice way of saying it. Led to some disappointment. Yeah. Now that it's happened again, Watson is said to be infinitely more bothered. <laughs> infinitely more bothered? What does that mean? I don't know. I'm very bothered. Oh, just say it. He's pissed off. It says, uh, this time he'd met with Cal McNair on several instances, sharing thoughts on certain candidates that came highly recommended, uh, with Watson suggesting that the team at least talk to them, he did not expect Houston to hire those that he endorsed, but he was hoping the Texans would be respectful of the feelings of the group of his teammates that he was trying to represent. They did not act on their on his thoughts, charged ahead with a hire that mattered to a much smaller circle than the one Watson was trying to aid. Um, now the question becomes what the fallout will be. Uh, if the team were to, tr- to trade Watson, it would have to absorb a salary cap charge of $22 million. Uh, so yeah, they, that's, that's where they're at. Uh, so I guess that clears a lot of things up. Deshaun, not happy. Why would you lie to the guy? I mean, that's what it is, right? I mean, that's an outright lie. Let's, let's call it what it is. Let's not pretend you lied to him. Why? At the, ex- like the second time in two years about something that monumental. I mean, I- I get the Hopkins thing because if you'd called him and said, hey, we're, we're thinking about doing this, said, no, you can't do that under any circumstances. So I get that. 
But you know what? He probably would have said the same thing here. No, not another damn patriot. You can't yeah. do this. So, but you lied to the guy. Now, is that Easterby or is that Cal or is that both? I don't. I think it's Cal. He I mean, he met with Cal. Cal was meeting out who, who he was meeting with. Yeah, meeting with the owner. What have I been telling you guys since he's become the owner? Never trust a white guy with a standalone mustache. This yeah, is what happens. That. What I, about Tom Selleck? Uh, I I listen. Fine actor. Great and Quigley down under. Wouldn't leave him alone with your wife. Wouldn't Ted trust Lasso? him. Nope. That, yeah, I would not trust Ted Lasso. What about Burt Reynolds? I don't trust a dead man, AJ. Although he w- he will keep secrets. That's right. Yeah. So, <laughs> way to go. What about that guy that uh, didn't bomb the Atlanta park? Richard Jewell? Yeah, Richard Jewell. Do you did, trust him? Did you watch that? Uh, do you trust him? Uh, do I trust him? He did save some lives. That's right. And then had his life ruined. But you know what? The FBI didn't trust him, and that's why. And it's because of the mustache. If he'd shaved it, it would have never happened. Yeah, John just sent me Rappaport's tweet. Deshaun, extremely unhappy with the organization after McNair informed him he would be involved in the GM and coach hiring process and provide feedback, but then did neither in the hire of Casario. Well, that'll be an interesting press conference tomorrow since Cal's supposed to be at it with Casario. This team just cannot stop stepping on their own crank. It's every every turn they're like they're getting in their own way. So if they have to pay that twenty two million by trading him, where would they uh, save some money to make it up on the back end? <laughs> I don't know. He, he was trying to set you up. I, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I'll tell you about TGS Insurance. Even though like the, the money that they would TGS can't save you twenty two million dollars. I'm afraid, but they can save you like maybe nine hundred. That's what they do on average. Uh, save their customers that and. Listen, you, you, you've got to pay your homeowner's insurance anyway. Why would you pay more than you need to? TGS has already shopped all the homes in our area. They know what you could be paying, and they've done the legwork for you. All you got to do is send a text. Text the word money to 232323. They'll reply back, ask for your address. You send that in. They're going to send you a full firm insurance quote in 15 seconds or less. And if you're like me, I, I saved over $1,000. How about that? The average customer saving 900 We had a guy here in the office save $2,600 a year. Imagine if he'd done that four years ago. Like If he would just listen to me, he would have saved even more money. But he's an idiot. Uh, guys, text the word money. Don't be an idiot. Text the word money to 232323. They'll get back to you quickly. You could start saving money today with TGS Insurance. Can't even capture the feeling I had at first. Meeting all my heroes like seeing how magic works. The people I look up to are going from bad to worse. The actions out of character even when they rehearse. Working in the land of the free, the home of the brave. I gotta bring my brothers or else I feel out of place. Breaking speed records on roads that these paved. And they don't like that, it's written all on their face. I don't know how I'm a... This is Heisman's Trophy winner, College Hall of Fame, Billy Sims. And you're listening to ESPN 97.5. is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. And boy, well, that stuff just went to hell in a hurry. It says Falcons have the fourth pick. Would you give up your four for Of course you would, but 
that ain't going to get it done. Although I say that, who knows if it'll be different than the Bill O'Brien era. Maybe you can get him for a second-round pick and David Johnson again. Who knows? This might be the thing that finally chases Texans fan away. This is why it's so dumb. I mean, is... I mean, is Cal McNair really this dumb? Because that's all this is. Just outright lie to a guy. I mean, I, I don't understand it. I don't get what what benefit there is to saying, hey, yeah, we want you involved, we want you involved. And all it does is once again show they already had their mind made up probably months ago that this was the guy. And so they didn't really care. I mean, it, it's... This is bad. This, but it's so typical. It's it's very on brand, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I wonder what that ticket wait list is going to look like here. Once, uh, if they do wind up trading him somewhere, and, and you're in you're in kind of a bad spot with this because, yeah, you'll get some great offers for him, but he has to choose where he wants to go because you gave him a no trade. This is this is. The Texans are such a disaster. I love it. Oh, listen, if they're going to suck on the field, they might as well be entertaining off. I mean, this, it's it's never ending. And I, I don't I don't know, man. And I, I, I do feel bad for Deshaun because he did. I, I think that we all kind of knew he didn't he didn't love Bill O'Brien. And he after the after the firing it kind of became clear that yeah. he, he felt like a weight was lifted he was sucking it up basically but that which what what that really means is he put trust in the organization to do right by him and they just kind of haven't no they they basically said bleep you that's just an absolute bleep you is what that is so yeah you know what yeah i promise you you'll have some input i promise you we'll t- we'll talk to some of these guys nah i already had my mind made up Bleep you. And don't tell the guy you're going to do that. I mean, I, I would not. I would uh, I would kind of say, listen, trust trust us to get the right guy. And before we get a coach that you're going to work with, then we'll definitely want to consult you on that. But GM. Or, dude, I'll just talk to the guy that I'll, I'll have a chat with the guy that you like. Like, it's not unreasonable. No, it's not. I mean, this this is the worst way to handle it. There's all kinds of ways you could have handled it where it wouldn't have been as bad. If you Just tell them up front. Listen, we, we've kind of got our mind made up on the GM. We're going to talk to some other guys, but this is the guy we wanted two years ago, and this is the direction we're going to go. We think it's going to be good. He's going to build the roster the way we want it. You're going to be happy. Yeah. When it comes to the head coach, though, we'll have that conversation because you're going to be working with him more closely. How about that? You know what that not would, You know what that would have been? Not dumb. And then if you tell him, hey, we're going to have you involved in this, then involve him. Yeah. Then talk to I, I, his what's, guys. What's so hard because about you know talking what that to the is? guy? That's not dumb. Even if you're just placating him, why not just talk to the guy? Make Deshaun feel like his input's being heard, at least. You don't have to hire the guy that he likes, but yeah. you can at least talk to him. And just say, hey, we really liked your guy. We just think this is a better direction for the franchise. Could any of his options that he wanted been that bad? Worse than O'Brien. I can't imagine. Still, Curtin, I would pay to have Fred or AJ at the press conference tomorrow. The questions you guys would ask Cal would be priceless. He wouldn't answer him. No. And you know what? I'm sure. A waste I'm, of time. I'm sure Jerome's going to be there, and he'll ask. He'll ask the questions we would have asked. 
and they won't get answered. So, or they won't call on him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so he says, "Leapy makes me think of the Netflix show on the history of curse words." You got to see. I watched the F one. It's funny, but then it's just kind of too much. Uh, and then I wa- I started watching the second one, and it wasn't as good. But it was it was funny, but it was okay. But it's also Nicolas Cage. And, yeah, yeah. You know, Adrian wants to know: Is Deshaun like the reverse Harden? I know there's a, a lot of people trying to compare him to Harden for having an input. There's a little difference here. Harden has basically run the thing for years. All all Watson was asking to do was be involved in a GM and coach search. Just wanted his uh, you know. Wanted his thoughts to be considered. That's all. So, man, I, I've been worried about this, and I know there's a lot of you guys that don't didn't like Bob McNair, and I've been trying to tell you Bob McNair was a pretty damn good owner, and you know it never worked out for him. But the the guy was pretty smart, and I know some things happened at the end, but you know I the the guy I knew was a really sharp dude. I always worried about what would happen when he was gone. And I didn't think it would be this much of a disaster. I didn't think there'd be any way it could be this bad. Yet here we are. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, let's just let's just recap. First, all right. O'Brien gets all the power, makes some questionable contract signings and trades, and then trades away your best offensive weapon for nothing. Nothing, and that'll go down. Well, to, David Johnson, let's stop leading well, rusher. Oh yeah, rusher for the Texans, right? He had a hundred yard game in week seventeen How'd or sixteen. You How'd you like that? I don't. Um, and then you know, basically trades Clowney away for nothing. Gets fired, blows the big lead. Gets fired after four games, and then you go and hire a GM from without telling your quarterback. This is just one joke after another. It, it, it's it's amazing. It, this this is like the fat rich kid in class who gets away with everything because his dad bought the building. You know, it, it's the fat rich kid library. Yeah, and so he kind of gets away with everything in class, and everybody else is just kind of looking at him like, "Dude, you're an idiot. You're a village idiot." This is just this. This makes no sense. If if it's true, is Deshaun like the reverse Harden? <laughs> yeah, might be. Yeah. So I I don't, man. I I don't know what to say. If if, and, and the thing is, a dumb guy who just happened to be a member of the who came out of the right penis. I'll give you a good example. Jim Irsay, not very smart. No, but you know what. You got the right people in there and let, you know and let them run the organization. You know what's even worse than like the fact that Deshaun's pissed off? And we, we've talked about this before. If you're the Texans, and really if you're the new GM of the Texans, if you're Nick Casario, you have to, you have to build this thing. Like You have to start this rebuild through free agency and getting good value free agents, which means they have to pick your organization over another organization. Because like if you're going to get a guy for a value, everybody's going to try to get that guy for a value. Right. Otherwise, he would just go to the guy who paid him, who overpaid him, like the Texans normally pay their guys. Right. If I mean, if you if you're seeing this as a free agent, is this the kind of organization you want to come play for? 
No. I, this is turning people off. No, if, sure. if, if I'm a player and I'm looking at, and because everybody and almost all the players in the league love Deshaun too, right? Yeah. Now you're seeing that he's unhappy. So like, why am I going to want to come play there? He's the reason you would want to go play there is to be on a team with Deshaun Watson. This is an unmitigated disaster. It's terrible. I love it. Terrible. <laughs> I love it. They're making our job easy. You know what? If you're going to suck on the field, then you might as well just be be the train wreck off it. This is this is uh, this is what the Oilers were back in the day. They were so bad on the field before they got that run where they were good. They were so bad that it was stuff like GMs getting in fights with columnists and stuff like that. That that was that was the train wreck back then. Now we got an owner who just is either a liar. I mean, he's either an outright liar or he's just dumb. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's any other way to look at it, right? He's just dumb enough to think, oh, well, we yeah, made a promise. I so just forgot about it. That's either dumb or you're a liar. Neither of which is a notable trait for a, no, but if you're gonna, for a guy you're going to be doing business but with. But if you're going to be a liar, be a good one. So what do we, what do we always say? It's like a poker bluff. Tell a story. Make it believable. You can't just, you just make stuff up like that. Well, guess what's going to happen? You're going to get called. Oh, boy. Oh, well. That's, uh, this is, I'd like to say I'm surprised. You're not, though. You, this is, this is what this team is. It's what this franchise is. I kind of love that every day they come up with something else that I never thought was possible. It's kind of amazing, AJ. I mean, you know, we're looking for positives. They amaze us almost every day. All right. One segment left. Don't go anywhere. It's a blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. I Listening to the Blitz. Lock and roll, boys. On ESPN 97.5. With the 12th pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, the Houston Texans select Deshaun Watson. You are listening to the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. That was uh, that was the fans at Reliant reacting to the drafting of Deshaun Watson. Oh, no, that was just the actual NFL footage. Oh, I'm going to tweet out my footage from that okay. night later. Because uh, I was at the stadium. That's what I thought you were playing there. No, I wouldn't have gotten Goodell's voice so clear on it. Hmm. All right. Well, let's do a little Hoffman on Hollywood. Let's do it. I guess you've probably heard that Dr. Dre suffered a brain aneurysm. Have you heard that, Fred? Yes, I had heard that. And he, he went to the ICU, but apparently recovering pretty nicely. Um, that said, the night that he went, which was, uh, I want to say, Tuesday night, uh, his house was the target of an attempted burglary. because people, people suck, man. People figured out, oh, he's in the hospital. They forgot about Dre's security team. Hey, man. 
that. Yeah, uh, the suspects were apprehended, and it gave them an excuse to show uh, photos of Dr. Dre's house, which looks like Scrooge McDuck lives in it. So, uh, good for him. Good, good, uh, good call on the headphone sales that worked that, out. That's got to be an inside job, right? I mean, it's well, I don't know because once it's on the news, people. Are, yeah, I guess if you know where he lives, but yeah. And this is—it's the kind of house that even in LA, people know what they know that that's his house. Like it's that kind of a house. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of those in LA. Yeah. But, but I mean, people—I uh, assume that people know, you know, the, the where they're the famous people that they like are. Uh, so it, I mean, it sucks, but I'm I'm glad that they didn't get away with anything and they got busted. Um, boy, I want to have a talk with you about the DC universe and they seem to believe that they are going to have a multiverse better than what Marvel has. I don't understand why DC is still trying to out Marvel Marvel. Like Marvel did it right. And it's not that Marvel has way better characters or anything. No, I I, I would argue that DC has to me Batman, Superman, maybe better than anything. It's just not as well done. They just on... didn't do it right in the movies. No. And obviously the the critical and commercial failure of Justice League, they decided it looked like they were just going to do standalone movies. But now they're going to go back to trying to make uh, movies that have multiple storylines meshing into one. They aim to have four DC movies a year starting from 2022 designed for cinema release with an extra two superhero movies being released exclusively on HBO Max. The latter could give the opportunity for riskier characters to get standalone movies such as Batgirl or Static Shock. Oh, can't wait to see that. As if Flash and Aquaman weren't risky enough standalone movies. Well, did you see that that the Snyder Cut might set up a sequel to Justice League? I... I don't know what they're doing, and, and I and I keep hearing about the Snyder cut, and it was oh, this is going to be so great. It's not like he's done anything that's that spectacular. He just didn't get to finish the movie. It's still going to be Steppenwolf. Spoiler alert! <laughs> Bad. I, I, they're they're throwing money away. They've done three movies in the last two years. Now they plan to do four a year. Like somehow that's going to make them better. How about do the ones you do right? Uh, Joe Exotic's father passed away. And um, Francis Schreibvogel died from complications due due to COVID. Mm. And Joe Exotic still holding out hope. I mean, I'm guessing he's holding out hope for the next few days because... uh, 14 of them, I guess. Yeah. 13 of them. Yeah. My guess is that that this is his last-ditch effort for a pardon. Um, But he does have a plan B, going to a judge and asking for a day pass, basically a temporary release so he can attend his dad's funeral. So... We'll see if that uh, is allowed or not allowed for Joe Exotic. Um, are you familiar with Iced Earth? Aaron? Negative. I bet Tyler is. It's an old metal band. And apparently the front man for uh, the mastermind, they call him, behind Iced Earth, is a man named John Schaefer, who, well, now uh, is photographed at the Capitol building uh, basically storm it, sporting a Confederate flag bandana by the way uh, not but, wise guys yeah so he um, 
he he he's been on record before as saying that he didn't believe that Trump would have lost the the popular vote in 2016 if it weren't for illegal immigrants. Um, but he was amongst the crowd there, so the metal world shaming uh, the Iced Earth singer today. And finally, it looks like Kim Kardashian and Kanye West are are finally going to call it splits. And according to sources. Um, the last straw was Kanye West's failed presidential run. Uh, Kim had Kim realized at that point that she needed to to end the marriage for the sake of her kids and her own sanity. Um, basically, he that summer or that same month he also called Chris uh, Jenner Chris Jong Un on Twitter and claimed that the family was trying to force him into psychiatric treatment. Maybe should have yeah, considered that. Kim was really supportive of Kanye during his struggle with his mental health, but she knows she has to do the right thing for her kids. So uh, she's hired power divorce attorney Laura Wasser, who's helping her negotiate a confidential settlement ahead of a divorce uh, filing. They have a prenup, but they've not gotten yet to the stage of settling their finances or child custody. And, of course, they have four kids. So uh, there you go. That is Hoffman on Hollywood, Freddie. Yeah, that uh, that whole... I was reading that Snyder cut thing, and I'm like, "What? What? It's, I was going to set up the possibility for a sequel. Uh, you don't need more sequels. I, I mean, I get you've got. You've and, got- and realistically, it, the first version set up the possibility of a sequel because they went into the Hall of Justice at the end, and with room for more. Right? That's that's, that's what true. that was. So how is this any different? You know what's going to happen? That they're going to they're going to do this Snyder cut, and it's going to suck. It's going to suck almost just, inevitably, just as bad as the other one, and. Yeah, it is it is frustrating because DC early on, like some of the movies that they did that you didn't really think of as as comic book movies, like V for Vendetta was a yeah. DC thing. Uh the the original the the Nolan Batman trilogy was as good as it gets. But everything else they've done has been and I'm sorry, Wonder Woman was not that good. Did you watch the new one? I have not. No, I'm talking about the first Wonder Woman. Yeah, the first one wasn't that good. It wasn't. As good I mean, as and Man, it to be. Man of Steel was okay. You know, I I, I liked uh, and I liked him as as Superman. I thought he he's a really good Superman. But I mean, the movie wasn't that great. And then, you know, I don't know, man. Uh, it's just I, I I know you're looking at Marvel and saying, "Wow, how are they doing this?" Well, Marvel made entertaining movies and had great actors too. Like Iron Man is not that great of a character until Robert Downey Jr. made him yeah. into that. Oh, well. Alright, that's going to well, wrap. and the writing team. The writing team, too, yeah. yeah. I mean, but, but I mean, he he became that character. Yeah. And Chris Evans is not a great actor, but he he, he did a great How job with you. Captain America. Um, even though I thought he was the lamest of all of them. But that's okay. Alright, that's going to wrap it up. Great job, Aaron. Great job, AJ. Great job, listeners. Twitchers. Texters. They had the easiest job today, though. Bad job, Texans. Yeah, bad job, great, Texans. Great job, Texans. For yeah. Content you know purpose. what? Yeah, I can't wait until to see what happens tomorrow after this. It's got to be a cluster bleep. All right. Till tomorrow. Stay sportsy, bitches. Cooling on the corner with your flop. Lay back in the shack. 
play this track I'm representing for the gangsters all across the world I'll break your neck, damn near put your face in SportsMapBets.com is live Stay up to date with betting guides for this week's NFL and college football action Or check out SportsMapBets research tools And keep the lead in your fantasy league SportsMapBets.com has all the info you need to make the best play 